I'm Ray Hudson, and you are, I don't know who you are, but you're listening to Blaugranagram. Don't be like them kids in the Blair Witch Project, and go away, alright? Hello everyone, and welcome to the Driven Shot live show. I know that these usually used to air on Mondays, um, but as things stand, these will be airing on Tuesdays. I've gone for a bit of a night stream, evening stream, because I think that maybe this this at this time frame, at least, I think should be able to get a bit more people tuned in. However, if you have missed any of the previous episodes or if you just like to re-listen to this, you can do so. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those nice, awesome streaming platforms. So do check it out. And if you're liking it, drop a like, retweet, share, or even drop us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It really does go a long way. And it helps me know that you guys like this. And if you have any ideas on how to improve on this, do let me know down below. Uh, and as always, you can always interact with the, uh, you know, using the comments on whatever platform you're on. You can always just interact uh, in the live chat. So hopefully we'll be doing that because the focus of this live show is to interact with you guys, hear you guys' opinions, as well as voice my own. So today's episode is a bit uh, special because we do have a very, very awesome sponsor, which I will be getting to. But uh, before that, obviously, Champions League draws um, for the round of 16 after Barcelona advanced uh, through to the round of 16 following a defeat to Juventus, meaning that they were supposed to be, or not supposed to be, they were originally topping their uh, group table. But after that defeat, Juventus topped the table and Barcelona went in second, meaning that their opponents now are Paris. Um, the interesting thing is that a lot of Barcelona fans did not want a repeat of the Bayern encounter uh, in the quarterfinal of last season, and they won't because Bayern are facing Lazio. So quite some interesting draws. And uh, for Barcelona, I think facing I think facing Paris will be very interesting because obviously they have a strong team. They have been struggling a bit, as have Barcelona. And admitted, I mean, looking at how Barcelona's form has been, they have been one of the teams that have struggled quite a lot this season. Obviously, injuries haven't been on their side. A new manager has just stepped in. The, the, the pandemic hasn't helped anyone. And obviously, it's affected pretty much every club in the world. And also, on top of that, you got uh, the presidential elections looming right around the corner, as well as the president, uh, the former president, Jose Bartomeu, and his board resigning. So, all in all, it's uh, it's been quite a hectic season, and we're only halfway through. So, buckle up. There's a lot more to come. Um, on that note, of course, Barcelona's last game was against Levante in La Liga, um, which was two days ago uh, on Sunday, Sunday evening. Uh, another 9 p.m. game, which is a cause of concern for Ronald Koeman, as he expressed in his press conference, which we, as always, covered in full on blogonogram.com. So if you want to stay up to date with anything Barcelona, that's where you have to go. Um, and if you don't already, feel free to follow us on our social media channels. Our links are down below. So, of course, Barcelona, another game with many, many shots on target and off target. And it was a narrow 1-0 win off of a counterattack started by Frankie de Jong, uh, found Lionel Messi, and the Argentines slot at home. Um, obviously, for Barcelona, a win is a win at this point in time. They're 
obviously happy that they managed to get that victory because although it is a team in 18th place, Barcelona aren't in as good a place right now as they would want to be. Obviously, Ansu Fati injured, Usman Dembele injured, Umtiti having just returned, Langley and Ronald Araujo really being the only uh, true centre-back options other than Umtiti. And uh, with Gerard Pique out, Sergio Roberto out, meaning Sergio Dest is the only right-back option um, as things stand. And he has been doing, in my opinion, I think he's been he's proven to be a really, really good signing. Uh, obviously, if he does get injured or gets a red card or whatever, um, that's going to be that's going to mean problems for Barcelona. But so far, looks like he'll be good to go. And there are quite a lot of games to go this season, so he'll be hoping to stay on the fit side of the squad. Looking at the team in terms of the squad, in terms of the players and the roster that Ronald Koeman has at his, at his disposal, I think... I think now is going to be that the game that they've got coming up tomorrow against Real Sociedad. I think is going to be. I wouldn't. I don't know if, if you can call it a benchmark per se because Real Sociedad have also been struggling. I mean, looking at their at their recent form, they've played out of their last five games. They've won two and drawn the last the latest three games. Of course, some of those games have been against Napoli, Villarreal, um, Abar, and, and and I mean. Some of those games you could argue maybe they should have won, but they've those games were quite even. And I think that although they are top of the table, of course, looking at the league table, um, they are leading. They've got two games in hand and are equal to equal on points with Atleti in second. Villarreal, of course, usually not the name that you'd associate with. Well, I mean. Usually for a La Liga watcher, you would associate them with the top five or the top six. But for non-La Liga watchers, they're usually not a team that you would mention. Um, they are in the top four right now. Sevilla are fifth. Granada and Cadiz take up sixth and seventh. And Barcelona and eighth. So the top the top ten really has, has taken a, quite a, a, an unusual shape. And... I, I think even though you look at the latest results for La Real, you could argue that, well, it, should be, it shouldn't be an easy game for Barcelona given what they've been going through. But at the same time, it shouldn't be one of those games where it'll be walk, a walk in the park for, for La Real, especially considering it is at the Camp No, For Barcelona, they'd hope that they can also turn up uh, because it seems like looking at the team now that they are getting the shots away. Uh, and and they are. I mean, the, the numbers speak for that. But obviously, one thing is whether that's lack of efficiency in front of goal because they've had as many shots as they've had. Um, another thing is what because you look at the games and, and the keepers for the respective opponents have been amazing. I mean, Levante's keeper was on form. Gigi Buffon was on form against Juventus or for Juventus. Well, he was on form for Juventus in the game against Juventus. And it's it's one of those things where obviously the keeper is doing a great job, but I don't think Ronald Koeman's lineup is is helping him out. I mean, you're winning 1-0 against a team placed 18th in La Liga at the time, uh, and they still are in 18th. Barcelona currently in 8th. And Samuel Umtiti is... I mean, he's a good option to have in defense, don't get me wrong, but... When you're winning 1-0, I don't think that the right thing to do when you're Barcelona, given the squad, the given the roster, 
I don't think the right choice is to go for go for defending the lead or go for having an, an extra body in defense. Just have an extra body in attack and just go all in. Get the second goal. You have the team to do so. And obviously, Ronald Koeman sees these players in, in the training sessions and sees them more than, than, a, a, than a fan or a, watch, a, play, a person that watches the games would. But at the same time, the tactics in place and, and the, the rotations that are being made, the substitutions that are being made, I think things seem to be going in the right direction. And, and he seems to be more willing to play some of the youth players a bit more and shake things up a bit more. And I think that's great. I think he is going in the right direction. But at the same time, I, I think that one thing that's really, really, really just doing my, my head in is that I can't figure out why Miralem Pjanic isn't playing as a starter. Because obviously Sergio Busquets is a, is a club legend. I don't think anyone would deny that. And you could also argue very well that he's a legend of the national team. But at the same time, he has reached an age and he has reached a form where you're better off by not playing him every game, but playing him maybe as a substitute, um, putting him on at some point in the second half to get some fresh legs in. But starting him in games against teams like Levante or against teams like Juventus, where for Juventus, they had some good young, some young names in there, players with tons of energy, players with organized and intensive pressing. And Busquets is just too old to be able to handle that unless he has a workhorse next to him. And given the squad, I think ideally for me, I would like to see, provided that Ronald Koeman does not want to play Ricky Puig as a starter, I think the right thing to do would be to have Miralem Pjanic and then Frankie de Jong um, next to him in midfield. I think Frankie de Jong has been doing well whenever he's been deployed as the holding midfielder. So then you can argue at that point, you could have Miralem Pjanic be so, sort of a box-to-box -box type player with his lethal long shots, his his, his diagonal passes, and, and, and those kinds of moves going forward. I think that could be a good combination. But with Busquets, it just seems like it's a bit, things are going a bit slower. He's more error prone simply because of his age. Uh, and, and you just, your body just can't handle as much as it could like five years ago. So I think for that reason, I think Busquets should not be a starter, uh, in my opinion, at least not anymore, just to help him regain some form and also to help the team and keep some of the new players that came in happy, um, especially considering that they've merited a place in the starting line. They've merited getting playing time regularly. And I just don't see that as much, unfortunately. Uh, Xavi Ruiz says nobody would complain. Um, I think, you know, looking back at, say, the Rakitic saga before he left Barcelona, um, the, the, the idea of being able to use your voice to the, in the media is obviously great in itself. In itself, that's a very powerful tool. But using it in the way that it's been used sometimes in the past where, I remember at one point, you know, Rakitic wasn't getting some playing time. Uh, yeah, he wasn't getting playing time for a while. And he went to the media and talked about how he felt like uh, a toy was being taken away from him. And it wasn't, he felt like it was unjust. And then a, while, a little while after that, he started getting playing time regularly again. And 
it feels like it's sort of this tool for players to get what they want. Um, obviously, I'm not saying that Miralem Pjanic did it with the exact same intent, but obviously bringing attention to it from the public always does something, whether that's in a positive or a negative direction. And Olaf Koeman is a very, with lack of a better word, stubborn. Um, and, and he sticks to his ideas, sticks to his philosophies. If he thinks that something is, is this way, it's this way, and, and, and that's it. That's the end of the discussion. Um, so if he, if he doesn't want to play Pjanic, I don't think that'll change by Pjanic going to the, to the media. And I don't think that's what he wanted to do either. I don't think that was his intention. But it, it's one of those things where you it feels like some cohesion is lacking in the team. And I think part of it is that some of the lineups – or at least some elements of the lineups are either not making a lot of sense when you look at how the team is playing or the fact that there are some changes that just are happening a bit too often for the players to be able to match together. Um, obviously, Ansu Fati's injury and Usman Dembele's injuries have not made things easier because they were starting to get into this habit of having this set front four in, in Kuman's 4-2-3-1 formation. But then again, it's... Um, it's tough, and and obviously, with with some of the names, it is easy for for anyone to say that I want to see this player, and it's very obvious that he should be playing this player rather than this player, and obviously that's a thing on its own. That's part of watching a team or following a team or being a fan of a team. But then at the same time, depending on the system and the tactical setup, it's not always easy to, to just – it's not as easy as just one, two, three and saying that this player should play. I mean, obviously, for Ricky Puj, you could make the argument that every time he has played, he's been amazing. And every time Busquets has played, he's looked a bit faded, which is fair because he's getting old and La Liga is now becoming increasingly physical and the intense team press from the opponents has been quite good in, in, in quite a lot of games. And you need a player that has the energy to cope with that. And Busquets, due to his age and due to the fact that he's played as many games as he has throughout his career, just simply can't hold up anymore. And that's completely fair. But the sooner that's realized, the better, because the sooner that's realized, the sooner players can come to the stage and and make a change for for the team, um, make the changes needed. With that being said, of course, always remember that you can interact using the live chat. Um on whatever platform you may be on. If you're like, if you're enjoying this so far, do drop a like or retweet or share whatever you can do on the platform you're watching this on. And if you don't have the time to sit through these, this 30 minutes, we're about 15 to go. You can always just tune in on Spotify, Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, Podbean, wherever you listen to podcasts, this is on there alongside two other podcasts of the blog, the blog on podcast network. We of course also have a Patreon that you can, tune into the link is down below and we have tiers as low as three dollars a month it goes a long way to help us and you get some cool rewards in the process speaking of rewards i know this is probably the worst segue i've ever done but we are actually sponsored today by manscaped um so this is a really really nice package um now, if you don't know Manscaped, they deal with personal hygiene. They deal with keeping the the, the, the downstairs area uh, clean and safe. And um, with this package here, we've got some good stuff. We've got the Crop Reviver, which is – let me just get this in frame. So we've got the Crop Reviver, which is a small bottle here. 
got the crop preserver. We've got a really, really nice trimmer here that I'll show you in a bit. And um, some tools for the trimmer. And right here, this slot right here, usually has boxers in it. But I'm wearing them and I've been wearing them since this morning when I got the package, as well as this t-shirt. And they're actually extremely comfortable. Like these are probably, these are without a doubt actually the most comfortable boxers I've ever worn. Um, so it's freaking awesome. Now, the cool thing about this trimmer is that it has a little LED light. So when you're shaving downstairs, it helps you see what you're doing. So you don't get a little boo-boo. Um, so as it says, your balls will undoubtedly, they probably should have included undoubtedly, but they will undoubtedly thank you. And if you don't really want stuff for your downstairs department, they also have some, you know, shower gel and stuff like that. They've got stuff for as low as $4. And you know what? The coolest thing is that if you use code TDSLI, you can get 20% off and free shipping. And if you're very lucky, you can get it in time for Christmas. So they've got a holiday sale for 10% off. This is a bit better. You get twice the amount of, uh, of discount. You get 20% and free shipping. That's Manscaped for you. Go to manscaped.com to see more. And, uh, yeah, again, it's not just for the downstairs department. They've got stuff for pretty much uh, all around the body. So do check it out. I'm sure you'll like it. And uh, that's... <laughs> That's the end of uh, of that ad read. Of course, they are new friends of the Blogonogram Podcast Network. And if you haven't checked the network out yet, um, we have we're on all streaming platforms, and we've got podcasts. Uh, we've got this live show, and we've got another podcast called the Barca Talk Pod that airs every Monday. And we've got the ADN Barca Podcast in Spanish. Now, the Barca Talk Pod actually just um dropped yesterday and they reviewed the Levante game and talked about Donald Koeman's general um how he's been faring and uh, with the club and it was honestly I don't know, I'm not saying this because it's part of the network it was really really entertaining and really insightful so if you would like to listen to more than just 30 minutes of me talking there you go that's your place to go and uh best of all it's free, uh, obviously, considering it's on the streaming platforms. But if you would like to support us on Patreon, get some cool perks, get some rewards, and get some bonus episodes, do check that out. Um, so back to what I was talking about. Um, obviously, this live show is is, is going to air weekly. Um, we've got Christmas season coming up, and I hope that everyone, although... We are, we're amid a pandemic. I hope that you guys will enjoy your Christmas with your loved ones. Um, and I hope that everyone is staying safe and sane because obviously we have been enduring tough times and it doesn't seem like that's going to let up very, very soon. Although there are talks about a, a, the vaccination being, uh, edging, you know, at least edging closer. So I guess that's something. But, you know, I know that it's not easy for, for a lot of people. I know that a lot of people have lost their jobs. And, you know, to all of you, all I can say is I hope that things get better from here um, and, you know, just stay strong. Just, you know, hold tight and hopefully things will get better for you. So that's what I have to say on that matter. Um, Basit underscore Abdul 91 says, hi, hi, how you doing? Thank you for tuning in. Um, so just to round things off a bit, um, this episode has been quite um, unusual, and I'm not sure I mind that too much. I think that's 
It's the beauty of a show like this. And again, the show, the more you guys throw your comments in here, the more fun it gets. So just throw your comments, even if it's a hi or hey, how you doing? That's cool. Let's interact. Let's have fun. That's what this show is for. Um, so looking at the round of 16 matchup, of course, for Barcelona and for Paris, um, some interesting names because obviously Barcelona have their players. Um, for Paris, obviously, Rafinha left Barcelona to join Paris. Neymar is in Paris. And if, if those players are fit, obviously, you would imagine that they're going to play against Barcelona because Rafinha has been in really good form. Neymar is Neymar. So if he's in, if he's fit, he's obviously going to play. Um, Fred says, <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in, Fred. Um, Basira just says it's lagging a bit. That's not good. Um, that's not good. I, I've noticed that as well. And to be honest, I don't know what it is. I'll try and fix it next time. Until then, yeah, I see you're on Twitter, so I don't know if, if, if it, yeah, I don't know. I'll try, I'll try and figure it out. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, as for, as for Barcelona and Paris, as for that encounter, I think it's going to be very, very interesting because obviously you've got two really strong sides when in form. Um, Paris have had their fair share of struggle this season, but they've also had their fair share of success. And the games are quite some time away. I mean, they're in February, so there's tons of time for both teams to turn things around, whether for better or for worse. Um, so obviously that's um, obviously that's something to consider. Uh, Fred says says that YouTube is fine, so that's cool. Um, so YouTube is not lagging. Twitter is lagging. I don't know why. I also had problems with streaming this on Facebook, so I don't know. Um, and also, funnily enough, Twitter and and Pretty much everything that you use Google platforms, I believe, was down for a little while yesterday. So I don't know if they've completely fixed it or if there are still some hiccups. Um, let's see some questions here. Xavi Ruiz says, if we played keeping the ball with midfielders and creating a young core, nobody would play about Kuman. Twitter cut my comment. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, because I saw that you commented earlier. Um, yeah, no, I see. I see your point. Um, and again, I, I think that some people are throwing the blame just solely on Ronald Koeman, and I don't think that's fair because obviously he doesn't control the roster that he has. He can control what he does with it. But even that is quite limited if players have certain playing styles. I mean, just looking at the game against Levante, the team had, what, four number 10s uh, playing at once? or th even, At least three, right? And that obviously limits what you can do when you have a, a squad like the Gaftrinkau who's still trying to gain some confidence and get into the habit of playing with Barcelona, get into the style that Kuman is trying to, to, to go with this. And it's, it's not easy. It, it's really not. And that's why I'm not going to be one of those people that just say, yeah, no, Kuman has to go because it's really not Kuman's fault. I mean, obviously he's at fault for some of the things, but the players are also at fault for some of the things. That's how it goes as a team. You win as a team and you lose as a team. And yes, some things could be a bit better, um, even objectively or subjectively. Some things could be a bit better. Some players seem like they should definitely get the chance to be starters. But at the end of the day, I mean, Kuman picks the players that he picks for a reason because he sees them in training and he deems that they're good enough for the style that he's trying to go for. And obviously you can make mistakes. I still think Ricky Puj 
just to segue onto the next question. That segue was better than the ad read I just did, by the way. Just want to let you know. Um, but Basit Abdul says, um, thoughts on Pooj, which I did talk about, but I think you just tuned in. And I don't mind repeating it because it goes well with what I just said. I think Ricky Pooj definitely deserves to play regularly. I think that if he starts, I think he will do well. But at the same time, um, I think he should be somewhat eased in. Obviously, playing him every five, playing him for like five minutes a game or fifty minutes a game is not easing him in because he's not getting time to actually adjust. Especially in games where we're struggling to actually create something going forward, or we're struggling to take on shots, or we're struggling to find that final pass. I think those types of games that Kipuch can be really good. In games where we're having trouble, where Barcelona having troubles evading press, I think that's where he could be really good as well. Um, so that's definitely something to consider. I think my thoughts on him is that he definitely deserves more playing time than he has been getting. Again, the same thing for Miralem Pjanic. I think Dest has been really good, in my opinion, and I know that some people might not agree. Uh, Martin Brathwaite has been really good, and Antoine Griezmann has been really good. I know that Griezmann hasn't been scoring a lot of goals. I know he's been missing quite some chances, but... He has been playing well. His overall play has been has been good. He's been helping out in defense, and I know that's not a striker's job, but he's been helping out. He's been helping out in defense. Brathwaite is helping the attack and creating space for his teammates to do what they do best. He's been lethal in front of goal, and his seriousness, his attitude, his mentality is just very refreshing to see. Um, so, I think things are looking promising. And with the game against El Sociedad coming up, you could look at the table and go, oh, no, they're first. Barcelona are eighth. Barcelona is definitely, definitely going to lose. I don't think that's the case. I think it's going to be an even game. Um, but to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Barcelona won. I guess we'll see. And um, speaking of that game, of course, Antoine Griezmann, uh, his homecoming of sorts, considering that he played there for quite some time, actually came through the youth ranks up to the first team, played there for a couple of years um, on the wing with Carlos Vela on the other wing. Those two formed quite a lethal duo. And, um, of course, that's going to be something he's going to look back on. Um, the game is at the Camp Nou, and uh, it's going to be very interesting. And if you didn't know, I will actually be guesting on the Barca Live Match Center and Barca TV Plus tomorrow. Um, the Barca Live Match Center obviously is going – in every single uh, every single game, they have the live match center. They have their awesome crew talking about the games and commentating on the games, giving their analysis, giving their thoughts. I will be guesting briefly before the game starts and at halftime, and then at full time, the post game analysis takes place on Barca TV Plus, where I will be the guest. So you don't want to miss it, I'm sure. Uh, I hope that you've enjoyed this so far. Just looking at um, a final comment before we call this off. Uh, do you see Coutinho getting sold in January with a new board coming? Basit Abdul says, I don't think so. And I think it really depends on the which I, I think it really depends on the board that comes in. Um, because I imagine that I at least from what I'm from what I've heard and from what I've read, um, some candidates are not are, are not for the idea of him staying at the club because they see him as a failed signing. And some haven't really voiced their opinion on him. I think that personally, I think he still has a role to play. And I know I've said that for like a year and a half, but at Bayern, he was amazing. 
um, for for good parts of it. He obviously it was quite a roller coaster, but he did quite well overall. Um, and he came back to Barcelona and did really well. And in my opinion, was one of the most consistent performers at the start of the season. Then he obviously hit the injury, and since then it's been a crawl. But I think if he's played in the right role that doesn't get in the way of, of the other players, I think he can be really good. I just don't want to see him on the left wing. I really, really don't. I don't want to see him on the left wing for Barcelona because he doesn't fit there. He's not a winger. Even if he used to play that sort of a winger at, at, at Liverpool, that doesn't mean he should play it in Barcelona because as we saw under Ernesto Valverde, that's not his role in Barcelona. He doesn't fit that. At Bayern, the reason he worked out was because he was playing as a number 10. And I know that that role is sort of taken up by Messi and Griezmann, but you can still make it work if you put that as your focus. And I think that for Kuman, obviously, a lot of players in a lot of positions, a lot of things to try and get together with this system that he's trying to implement. But I still think Coutinho could work out even under a new board and maybe even under a new manager. I think he could work out. Um, for now, I think... I think, I mean, it's he hasn't been up to par after the injury, obviously. And I would like to see young play, youngsters getting more time there, um, whether that's instead of him or instead of other players. But I think so far, I don't think things have been as bad as they seem. I don't think Kuman has done a bad job. I mean, some things, obviously, I would like to see changed. And I know that some people would also like to see those things changed. But overall, I don't think it's been bad. And, uh, I mean... Things are looking promising. The, Barcelona have a good roster, and slowly the chemistry will get built up. All the injuries are definitely not helping. But I don't think it's game over yet. Can Barcelona win La Liga? I don't think so. Um, I don't think they can win La Liga, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Stranger things have happened. But um, just to answer the final question from Basir Abdul, you're being very active. I like it. I hope you'll tune in for the next one. <laughs> uh, he says, why does every coach keep playing him, Coutinho, at, in the, at the wing, even though he's been a failure there? That's a very good question. Um, and that's the same question you could ask, which I was talking about with um, with my good friend Samuel Marston from ESPN and Sport last time, um, two episodes ago, uh, about Ricky Puj, where he, why is it Ricky Puj, if he is as good as, as, as we say he is, how come three managers have decided not to play him? I don't know the reason, and I don't know the reason why Coutinho is being played on the wing. I think it's quite peculiar, considering that he has proven to be better in a more central role. But I hope that eventually he will find his role in Barcelona, because I don't think I, I think there's still time to to make amends, um, and 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 hopefully that'll be the case. Hopefully he will become a, a good signing for Barcelona because I don't think his time is over just yet. On that note, do remember Manscaped have been so kind to sponsor us on the, on the podcast network. Use code TDS live. And just to make sure it's right there, TDS live, use that and get 20% off your next order and free shipping. It's really cool. It helps you stay clean and uh, you'll look pretty cool doing it. Look pretty snazzy. So, yeah, do check it out. Uh, check our Patreon out if you'd like to help us keep the lights on, if you'd like to support us, and if you'd like to get some pretty sick rewards while doing so. Got tiers as low as $3 a month. And if you want to, you don't even have to pay every month. You can just pay one month, and that's it. If you just want to pay $3 and support us, that works too. So that's completely up to you. Um, 
on that note, I think that's pretty much it for uh, for this episode. Um, again, I will aim to, to, to do these every, well, they are going to air every week. I'm just trying to figure out if Tuesday or Monday or, or which day is better and which time slot is better. I think this one has been one of the more active episodes, so I might aim for Tuesdays at around 8 or 9. Um, but I'll analyze the numbers, I'll crunch the numbers, and I will let you know on social media. So if you don't follow me already, my Twitter handle is right there. And that's also my Instagram handle. So if you do want to follow me and stay up to date with whatever it is I do, do do, do that. Do that. I'll... Uh, that would be pretty cool. So on that note, thank you all for tuning in. I hope that um, that you're all staying safe and sane amid this uh, this these troubling times. And um, I hope to see you all next week. Please do remember that tomorrow I will be on the Barcelona Match Center, but we will be covering this. Uh, we will be covering the Barcelona Real Sociedad encounter on um, on our on our social media channels, on the podcast network channels. So do check that out. We will be having live commentary. And um, so you can tune in for that. And then at halftime, if you want to, you can tune into the live match center. That's completely up to you. But you're not you're not going to miss us. That's for damn sure. So uh, that's it for this time. Um, thank you to everyone who's tuned in. It's really, really nice to see you all here. Um, just to get the two last questions out of the way, just because I don't want anyone to feel left out. So Sumed Hubari, I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Um, says, who are you supporting to win the elections, Font or Laporta? And who do you think has a better plan and project to lead Barca in a better way? It's very tough to say because Font has obviously been working on his project transparently for a while. And I don't think Laporta would just hop in the hop into the to the electoral race without having a plan. And obviously he has that nostalgic effect and he has experience. He has, he has experience with Barcelona. Um, honestly, I would be fine with either. I don't really have a preference per se. Um, but I think they're both are very good candidates. So that's going to be very exciting to see. They, I think the elections are going to be extremely exciting. Um, Anmol Sharma says, hi, hey, how you doing? Thank you for tuning in. I'm very sorry that we're about to end this stream, but again, I'll see you guys next week. So do tune in. I'll keep you updated with what time this will air, and hopefully I'll try and find a set time slot. I'll cross the numbers this time and see um, how this did compared to previous episodes, and I guess that's going to determine it. So on that note, check out all the links down below. If you're enjoying this, drop it a rating on Apple Podcasts, follow it on Spotify, share, retweet, like, whatever you do would be much appreciated. So on that note, thank you very much for tuning in. I will see you all next week. And uh, Phil Shane from Being Sports, roll that outro. My name is Phil Shane, and you've been listening to The Driven Shop, hosted by Omar Hawash and the Blaugranogram News Outlet. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you have a wonderful day, and hopefully we'll see you again soon.